0: Cause if you like the way you look that much Oh baby, you should go and love yourself and
1: Come again you and join us. For I don't get it. The pop culture got off my lawn cast. This is a podcast which features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry. You know my name. I'm the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises, who is a medieval barber specializing in pustules, boils, and toads. Oh, come on. you got to go there? Toads living in your digestive tract. Oh, Uh,
0: Bill, you know... the, the lying is one thing, but to make it disgusting right off the bat, we're go- half our listeners are just, just, just tuned out. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host. He does not accept criticism, this guy. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder, senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. Noah, we'll no, we like- no
1: toads involved. No well, toads necessary. Do you have, Does The Big Quiz Thing have a, a white pole out front that you wrap the bloody bandages around, perchance?
0: Uh, no, and that's an interesting little trivia factoid. That's where the barber's pole comes from. Mm-hmm. Back when the barber was also a surgeon, it was it's meant to, to signify the bloody. That's right, the bloody bandages.
1: Very good. Sir. I, I don't understand how you know barber by its very Latin it root. I, no, Germanic root. I can't remember. It means hair or beard. I think in particular, for instance. Um, yes,
0: bar, barb. I know is is beard in uh, in. Um, French,
1: like the uh, what was the it was the German uh, was it a German Baron or Lord was named Barbarossa literally Red Beard right?
0: Uh, yeah, sounds right. Do you remember the the French children's character Barba Papa? Do you
1: remember no, that character? I do not.
0: So he was this big like mass like like globule kind of blob character, and Barba Papa is French and he was pink is is what the French call cotton candy. So it literally oh, means dad Daddy's beard. Huh. And since he was this big mass of pink stuff, they, he looked like cotton candy. So he was called Barba Papa, but Barba Papa is is what the French call they basically daddy's beard is what they call cotton candy, which is less appetizing than cotton candy in my mind.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought like for instance, sponge sugar sounds pretty clinical. Like I could yes, I could eat sponge. I could eat sponge sugar. But I don't yeah. know. You know I, I, don't, I bet you they have cotton candy here in the Netherlands, but I don't really know what they call it. It's probably some fucked up like it's probably called like um owl juice or some weird portmanteau of two words, you know. Owl juice. I don't know where that came from, but okay. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh anyway, we're not talking about cotton candy or beards or or Germanic or Latinate roots. Uh, on this show, we talk about something that's new, that's hot, that's happening, which is not cotton candy or beards right now. And uh, we try to make sense of it. We sample it and we try to make sense of it because we old and we miss being young.
1: So Bill, what is on tap today? You know what? I'm glad you uh, got us back on tar- target here because uh, we're talking about something called Kevin can fuck himself or I guess precisely it's. Kevin could, like, asterisk, asterisk, star, squiggle it's, himself? It's very inconsistent.
0: Sometimes it's Kevin can fuck himself. Sometimes it's Kevin can F himself. Yeah, it's as- yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's Kevin can F asterisk, asterisk, K himself, which yeah. always makes me laugh. Like, when they take out two letters, but they still have the F and the K, like, oh, you saved me from a U and a C. And sometimes, <laughs> like, when they say it on the show, the recap is like, you know, on the last episode, of previously, on Kevin can poop himself. You know, yeah. so... I say we're all adults here. Let's yeah. just call it Kevin can fuck
1: himself. That's our topic, folks. You heard it straight yes. from the uh, straight from the uh, the lips of the word of mouth of God, whatever the fucking expression is. Anyway, so exactly, this is a high concept hour long. These, but the, that, that I did not realize that's what we're dealing with here when we first plumbed this. That that those those two phrases, high concept hour long AMC drama, didn't think I'd be writing that, but here we go. Well, uh, that
0: was that was. I mean, what are other examples of that? It was Mad Men, high concept.
1: Uh, yeah you know you talk about this is the madman slot on, on and it's the right. sun, sunday night this was this was uh, breaking bad this was walking dead which i don't think is exactly high concept but you know that was more no. middle brow stuff breaking
0: ba- Bre- Bre- was breaking bad on AMC I yeah. only watched it after yeah. the fact Oh i forgot yep. that it was theirs, uh, and they fucked okay. up.
1: AMC completely fucked themselves up in that. People who, um, you know, when we listen to The Sopranos, sorry, guys, this, is a, this is a tangent, everybody, but bear with us. Uh, Matt Weiner was uh, would talk about how um, AMC fucked over his show because they just yeah. continually nickel and dime him, and he, he had the I'm, worst. On Mad Men, yes, yes. Yeah, he had I'm the Mad worst Man. thing to say about Mad Men because they said that, you know, AMC was just allergic to having an identity and having any kind of, yeah. uh, a, yeah. you know, there's complete trepidation. And yeah. that is the oh, worst. Oh, do Although, what
0: I found funnier was how he said he had pitched Mad Men to a bunch of other places and everyone turned it down until AMC. And someone at HBO was actually fired after Mad Men became a hit on AMC because they had turned it down. Which seems a little unnecessarily, you know. Vindictive to me, but then again, I don't. I you don't. know, know what? The there's and, another. And there's if they a, if they were green, yeah, if they were green lighting shows for HBO, they're probably scumbags.
1: So some some idiot's cousin from Greenwich, Connecticut, is is waiting to fill that guy's spot. There's no shortage yeah. of nepotism and idiots who run, to run no. TV, MBAs, all that shit, or you know?
0: or to run, you know, most institutions in
1: this country. Yeah, but TV in particular is the province yeah. of that guy's of your 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 lawyer's nephew. That's who gets to run TV studios. <laughs> anyway, so this, uh, like I said, high concept, hour long AMC drama features Emmy winner. Annie Murphy, who is a, a new player on the field. She 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 has a big exposure uh from her TV show Um Shits Creek, but I hadn't watched Shits right. Creek, and generally she really hadn't done much beyond that, even though Shits Creek is highly regarded. She so, is
0: terrific on Shits Creek. I'm still working oh, you, my way you through Shits oh, Creek. Okay, okay. Great. I've seen like three seasons of it. First of all, that oh. show is just so well acted as a comedy. Mm-hmm. And she is great. I mean, I'll get to it. I think she's good on Kevin could fuck himself, but Shit's Creek, she's fucking dynamite. She's um, got a lot of tricks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and of course her two big shows: shit in one title and fuck in the other. That's a uh, that's a that's a <laughs> trivia factoid, folks. Next, what, she'll she'll be on Ass, the show from uh, Yeah, the show. Yeah, exactly. She'll star in that in the movie Ass. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that, that, there's probably there's probably videos like that on the internet it's already
1: happening so yeah. uh, annie murphy plays a worcester worcester mass woman named worcester. allison yeah worcester named allison McRoberts, who's married to a, a bumptious lout named kevin the titular kevin um uh, so this show uh th- this is where we get into the uh, inside uh, baseball the gritty details this show is shot in bicameral format uh, stay with me here, everybody. So everything with Kevin, the titular Kevin, the husband, is a multicam live sitcom style uh, with the overlit a top down, you know, the Joker lights. Bathing everything in like, you know, complete tungsten, even lighting, no shadows, canned laughter. Yeah, um, you know, very, the, very heavy-handed canned
0: laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by, by design. By design.
1: And you know what I'm talking about. this This is the Chuck yeah. Lorre mold. I mean, this is what we, yeah. most of us, as far as I know, some of us watch these things, but people don't really think of that as great TV. But there's a lot of it. There's still a lot of it up on CBS, that sort of thing. Uh, And Allison's life, the the other half of this, Allison's life looks like a traditional single single camera drama, um, with a sort of uh, muted lighting, a little bit of desaturated color palette, something that exists more towards the grays. It looks a little bit like um, you know movie feature film storytelling. It it looks like Breaking Bad. Looks like Breaking Bad
0: and Ozark. Those kinds of shows. It 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 has it has the look of those and you know, draw some comparisons to them. And Whereas yeah. the sitcom part is very clearly drawing comparisons to Everybody Loves Raymond, Bang, all the Kevin all James shit. shows. Yeah. Well, but it we'll get into that, but it's more in the mole. I mean, it's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself, it's clearly a reference to Kevin Can Wait, yeah. the Kevin James show that's... And you're getting at it. Kevin is this big, fat, fucking loser slob, and Allison is hot and does everything for him. And yeah. that's... That's a trope of sitcoms. I think yeah, we're, so we're all aware of
1: that. You get where we yeah, are. Like, no, to repeat, to recapitulate what my uh, esteemed co-host said, the story does yes. here between this king and queen sort of influence scenario. Uh, and they, they do bar the name Kevin and tell me that that's not an out, outright shot at Kevin James and the sort of uh, cruise control that he's been in for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so between all the TV shows he slept walked through, all that stupid bullshit. Um, so Kevin and Allison, the husband and wife, are lower... Lower middle class, yeah, I'd say lower middle class. Uh, well, he
0: he he's he he's a cable installer, and she works at a packy, yeah. which is the you know the, the Massachusetts term for a package store, which is basically a liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow, because it's a TV show, they have a not lovely suburban house, but a comfortable suburban house, which yeah. is just getting to be impossible in this culture. That's true, especially when you when you have one member of the couple who clearly could barely feed himself if left to his own devices.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So um, they're they're this Worcester couple with the financial straits. She's a lot hotter than he is. Um, He acts like an entitled man-child. And and here's the the pitch of this show. This is the elevator pitch or the thing that's a hook is that this internal misery that um, uh, Allison feels, the the Annie Murphy character, uh, that she feels the receiving end of, of humiliation, insults, other form of subtle abuse. Um, So it's from her point of view of almost like stepping outside of that um, multi-camera into the single camera and you see the psychological weight, the sort of torment of what it would have been like to be Leah Remini's character on King of Queens. Um, Or even particular, I think this was in that this was a response to Kevin Can Wait where they just fired the, they fired, um, I can't remember what her name was, the actor. Aaron Aaron something. Yeah, they basically killed off his
0: wife, Aaron Hayes, so they could bring back Leah Remini, Remini, whatever whatever it is. And you know, it's just it's it's like the sitcom. It's making a point that the the wife is just an accessory yeah. to the the slob, yeah. the man-child and slob. And there's so a, there's what a, about what about if it becomes the wife's story? What is her yeah, story? Right. You
1: know? But inside that tinderbox of humiliation and and all those things, the abuse. Right. So uh, yeah, what seems like it might be a satire of the multicam form is actually a dark dark prestige tv series which gives which uh, gives annie murphy who i believe Shits creek just wrapped up in the spring is that I, correct? I think so yeah i
0: again i'm a couple seasons behind
1: so yeah I don't but know. yeah she she won i want to say the 2019 or the 2020 no she won the 2020 emmy uh for best uh, best supporting actor which is a big deal for her uh considering that she's been on the show that was um a little off the grid i can't remember what network um uh, uh, Shits Creek is on.
0: Shit's Creek was on something really weird. I can't right? remember. I just wa- it's on. It's on Netflix, folks. Eight all, however many seasons right. are on Netflix. Watch right. it on Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I maybe it may have jumped to networks a few times. So uh, yeah, she's got a lot to bite down on, create a fully realized performance. So uh, yeah, I'm going to throw the ball to Noah. Uh, yeah, throw it to me. It's funny because Noah pitched this, but at the same time, my wife had asked for the episodes coincidentally, so we had them in house because she was interested. And if Janice is interested in watching a show, it must have broken through some kind of co- you know cognitive barrier. <laughs> so anyway, what do you think?
0: Uh, I think this is much better in concept than execution. I mean the idea is let's let's make that put upon woman see it from her point of view and, and look, these shows are are very, you know they're very the product of a, of a entitled masculine culture. you know the guy sits around he does jack shit. all he cares about is sports and goofing around with his friends. The wife is basically serving him. She, you know, he, he's a jerk, he's lazy, he's a loser. She's, you know, she's sexy. I mean, that's thats this fantasy of a he's lot of cal- people. He's like, callous, you know.
1: He, he completely right. disregards anything that right. doesn't you suit could, his ego or whatever. But
0: it's a, it's a fantasy. You could look like Kevin James. It'd be a man-child like Kevin James. You could still have a wife like Leah Remini, who not only is sexy, uh, but I think I once read, like when she was on the cover of Maxim, it was like the best-selling Maxim issue ever or something uh, at the height of King of Queens. Uh, But not only is she sexy, but she will love you and she will wait on you and she will do all the adult stuff. And this kind of pushes it to the extreme. But then you step outside of it and you see from Allison's point of view. And it does get dark. I mean, not to give too many spoilers, but she's really looking to break away and in ways that are not, you know, would not fit in with a happy-go-lucky sitcom. And Kevin is he's an extreme of these characters. I mean, he is completely useless. And very, very, I mean, really, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. No- he and he and no. his friends, and he hangs out with his dad and his buddy, and his buddy, they, they joke about his buddy being an arsonist, and kind of an alcoholic. Um, so here's the problem. I, as I say, it's better in concept than execution. I think the sitcom scenes are bordering on unwatchable. Um. You know, if you watch those shows it's based on, and I've watched some, they... It, when they're done well, they're well written. They're funny. They have jokes. There are really no funny jokes, and you just hate these people. He's such an extreme of the incompetence, the ignorance. Um, and then she is, she's too put upon for the show to be entertaining. It's not just because in the other scenes we see it from her point of view and sympathize with her more. Uh, I want to read a quote from Vulture, you know, uh, no, sorry, Vulture, that's later, uh, from EW, a critic named Darren Franich. And he says, it's a little, little, little long, he says, he's compared it to the other shows. He says, the wives on those shows were nags, but they nagged from a position of power. Carrie Heffernan and Deborah Barone, characters from a couple of the shows, I don't remember which, spent most of their time rolling their eyes, or maybe they were the actresses, spent most of their time rolling their eyes at their husband's Jack Assery and reminding them via well-crafted zingers, well-crafted, how truly moronic they were. Here, Allison is consistently dismissed and disdained. Her husband even mocks her when she attempts to make a joke. It's as though Kevin's writers fundamentally misunderstood the dynamics of the sitcoms they're trying to skewer. And that's the problem. It is too straight-faced. Those scenes in the sitcom are too straight-faced trying to be a sitcom like that. And it's just too unlikable and too unfunny. Then you have the drama part, the, the single camera, where she breaks away and it gets darker. And she spends a lot of time with um, Patty, the woman neighbor who's, who hangs out. She's one of the guys, but she's basically the only other character who straddles the line between the two worlds. Uh, the drama really strikes me as watered-down Breaking Bad. It's not nearly as well-written as, well as something like Breaking Bad or Ozark. I love Ozark, by the way. Uh, the stakes don't feel nearly high enough. I think both Murphy and um, the woman who plays Patty— Mary Hollis Holland- and Bowden. Mary Hollis and Bowden are very good, but it's just not enough. There's not enough in that show. The stakes aren't high enough. Um, I think this might have been better as a short film or an episode of Black Mirror. I just think in the extent. No, that's episodes. interesting. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, and and it's just it's not. It's we're watching a shitty sitcom and an underwhelming drama. Uh, another comparison is you know I thought of have you ever seen. From a few years ago, the SNL series of ads for Totino's Pizza Rolls.
1: Yeah, where they just escalate into weirdness, yeah.
0: Well, there's one that does, the one with Larry David. But the other two, uh, it's Vanessa Bayer, Bayer, who is a regular and then has since been on – what we do in the shadows. And basically it's an ad for Totina's pizza rolls. And there all these guys are watching a, a football game. And she's like, when my, she keeps saying, I want to satisfy my hungry guys. So I give them Totina's pizza rolls. And the joke is like, when she's back in the kitchen, she has no personality. You know, there's one where it's like the Totina's pizza roll activity pack. So while I wait for them to ask more pizza rolls, I get to do a word search. I get to spin a top. That's basically she's, she, is, <laughs> she has the mind of a three-year-old. Uh, And then the other one that's really funny is um, a guy comes in with a sister who's played by Kristen Stewart and she basically seduces Vanessa Byers character. So the guys are watching the game. Hey, give us more pizza rolls. And they're back in the kitchen having like a French lesbian romance. And it's like it says in French, you are my Totino. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny, but the idea is let's look at these cheesy ads that center the man, center the man-child experience where the woman is just a servant or, at best, an accessory, and let's really try to see it from the woman's point of view. And I think SNL is making a point like, the woman has been infantilized here. Her world is null. And I think that works really well in the small doses. I think they got to—and and look, the show has a— It has a direction. I'm going to keep watching because I want to see where it goes. I feel like it's trying to get darker. Again, it's only been four episodes. But it's got to get there because at the moment, I'm watching a very unsatisfying sitcom and watching a Breaking Bad style drama that just... It's got to give me a little more. It's got to give me a little more juice. So, you know, also this idea of the meta thing, I like that. But WandaVision did that a lot better because WandaVision had... Was a lot deeper and had a lot more going on and a lot more to chew on. Uh, I mean, this is this is much more simple, uh, and they could make that a strength, but they're not quite doing it. So, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it because I'm intrigued, but it, it's got to give me something or it's going to fail.
1: Imagine a, a TV, a year rather, within two TV seasons. If there isn't even is such a thing as a TV season, where are, where two of these deconstructions of the sitcom format take place. I mean, not that two um, episode, not that two concepts eating off the same sort of tray haven't happened before. It, it In fact, that TV is kind of built on that coincidence. But these are two high concept shows being given a lot of money and, you know, a fire hose of attention by two big networks trying to make these things succeed. And that, that in itself is its own weird kind of, um, yeah, its own kind of weird little miracle, especially in 2021. Um, you know, I, I uh, it's funny, I, I, I vibe with a lot of the things that you say. Um I, I think there's a ton of craft here. Um, I I can get down with a strange idea like this, although I don't. I wonder what kind of gas this has beyond a, a one season, for instance. I mean, right. only four right. episodes have been out as of July three on 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 Sunday, July fourth. Yeah, I think, and uh, and I think this is eight
0: episodes. It's eight episodes in the season, and yeah. obviously, if it's a hit, they'll find a way to do a second season. But yeah, well, I bet the jury's still out on that now.
1: That could be true. I mean, I I yeah. think that it's buzzy and you know right now AMC needs buzz more than anything else, but it's not going to be, you know, skew the walking dead or give give a car ride to the walking. Whatever the spin-off series they have on this, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Single Jewish singles weekend
1: of The Walking Dead. Cater, cater The Walking Dead. You know, uh, yeah, that cater kind of The thing. Walking Dead. Right, yes, yeah. Yes. Decorate The Walking Dead. Uh, but, but um, th- this is actually—it was grueling to watch. I have to admit, in some ways, it did its job too well. And I think it's—it's it's, it's to your point about the sitcom is not the sitcom is a straightforward sitcom, but it is just a fire hose of shit pointed at uh, Allison, the wife character, where it is. And, you know, I kept having this this bated breath. I was I was sucking in my my air thinking, you know what? The problem is we're going to switch to the other milieu uh, and it's going to be dealing with the fallout for this. Like it doesn't get better from this. It just gets worse. I'm not saying the quality of the show. I'm saying the torment, the trauma. Well, But that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it does so that we get some real drama
0: here. I mean, I don't want to spoiler alert here, but they're they're teasing something. They're teasing, turning up the drama. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. A, yeah, right. to a more right. difficult level but even though it's a four episodes it feels like it's taking forever to get there and the ride along the way is just not dramatic enough
1: well it's definitely uh, grains of sand in the hourglass for sure it's it's you're watching a real minute day to day you know a woman goes into a makeup store and she gets embarrassed she gets uh, humiliated by the clerks because they right. she's got some powdered sugar on her mouth from where she ate yes. some donut holes and they make yes. her feel like a fucking idiot you know and it, you, you yeah. add that to the indignity she just suffered inside the sitcom conceit and then you add that to some other you know plot twist that the fact that she works at this job and and other pointedly you know creator valerie armstrong who who made this i think she had this idea floating in her head to the 2016 election you know this is so suffused in um you know the the wounding of the female ego whatever that's considered in america there's there's this you know this this anti-feminist thing and you know that the show is from that point of view of like striking out from the heart trying to like cut down and and and, you know act angrily and swipe and scratch and bite out of this real sense of resistance and, and and you know trauma and um you know knowing full well that some of the worst some of the worst things that are done to this character are done by other women, which obviously, you know, if you ask a woman, they'll tell you. Sometimes it's true that that you know what, well, ma- right? Ma- but ma- it's but it's
0: women. It's women. I think the argument is women being manipulated by the patriarchy. I yes, mean, yes. Uh, yes, I, yes I, it's yes. funny. Every time I think of that, I think of you know, bringing in the Walking Dead. Every credible zombie story says people are just much a threat from other people in the zombie apocalypse as the zombies. I mean, walk. I don't know how much you know The Walking Dead, but they they hit that point pretty hard all
1: know? the time. Yeah, that was a, in fact yeah. it's kind of it's kind of tedious on The Walking Dead because that's pretty much the log line of the show is it doesn't right. matter the zombies anymore; it's matters the yeah. guy. Yeah, the walk, the Walking Dead are the people. Yeah, The Walking yeah, Dead. That's are the, the joke.
0: They're not the zombies; they're the people.
1: But usually, you know, there aren't too many shows that actually do show uh, the the um, that insidious. Uh, that insidious danger that that women say they get from each other, you know, they say whatever men could do, women do ten times worse quietly. That men don't pick up; it's invisible to them uh, because it happens behind the scenes. And yes, it is whatever you say Ser- uh, serving the patriarchy. I think you're perfectly right about that. Um, but what I was looking for was um you know, we watched a lot of shows like Breaking Bad. we watched a lot of shows that stack this shit up on their characters and, and I thought there was plenty for Allison to have. I mean you may be looking for stakes increase, but I'm I'm perfectly fine with these small indignities stacking up. It still seems like a lot of torment. It's hard to watch. And then what I needed She's
0: running in circles though. There's,
1: but there, there's the, those indignities are just they yeah. don't they don't
0: I don't feel they escalate,
1: but... Yeah, I mean, but they escalate in a different way. We're not the audience necessarily, even though everybody is the audience for the show. I think there's something different that that they're... But it's like, I didn't find it a pleasant experience in in a different way. You know, I could watch shows about killers and murderers and drug guys who make blue crystal meth and, you know, who do terrible things. But what what I got out of those shows was a sense of catharsis. Every now and then, there would be actual humor. There would be a release of tension. There would be a, a hit in their favor, And what I watched of the show so far just had accumulation. It was like she is a Job figure where she's being filled up with just as much shit from the outside as she's internalized from the inside, the character. And that's that's and without the relief, it's like I'm not getting a lot of joy from this. I'm seeing a lot of observed writing and and you know well-performed material from the actor who's who's plumbing the depths. But what I'm not getting is a, I'm not getting some kind of uh, relief from. It. And this was my problem. This was my problem with um, *Handmaid's Tale*. *Handmaid's Tale* was uh, 13 episodes of lugubriousness, and at no point I understand that. Again, talk about the 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 people who. Handmaid's Tale was made for an audience, and I mean it was made for everybody. But again, women would think of it as being different, and you might get some relief from that. But I, I never found any kind of traditional catharsis in in Handmaid's Tale, where it just built up and built up and built up, but it, it was never relief. It was just horror, right. a top horror, a top horror.
0: Right. My point, and part of the reason I've had trouble going through the new season of Handmaid's Tales, I just feel it's become misery porn. But, but that aside, my point about the problem with this show, or at least the dramatic half of the show is that I, I, I think four episodes, I mean, I definitely feel like they're saying, well, we're building to the release and yes, we don't need the big release before four episodes, but I think a better written show, a breaking bad or an Ozark gives us smaller releases or at least more interesting details on in the way to the release or with a, with a like, humor along the way. You know what I, I, mean? right, I just feel like, well, there's some there's humor here. I just feel like we're meandering. I just feel like we're really meandering. You know, they up the stakes a little, and then it's it's diffused in a, I don't want to say true to life, but these people's problems don't seem dramatic enough for a TV show just yet. Neil, what is our one-house rule?
1: Yankees suck. No, don't call me mom. And yes, of course, Yankees suck.
0: So, Bill, uh, you know, I, I said before we got on the mic, I do wonder a little if we jump the gun on this because I don't quite think this is a sensation yet. And I could see it kind of petering out, not leading to a second season. But it's definitely buzzy. We heard about it. So why? Why did we hear about it? Why? Why is your wife all over it? You know, why even did AMC pick up on it? Uh, Why is this show being made now? And to the extent it is popular, why is it popular?
1: Well, Murphy is on a roll. Uh, yes. Again, she she's a, talk about a buzzy person. It's funny she showed up here and not like on Loki or something. I feel like that would have been the next step <laughs> for her is to get to some kind of like Mandalorian type. That, that's that's the catbird seat these actors want to get into is that sort of, um, you know, what's a, what's a buzzy Netflix series? What's, you know, the next Stranger Things? What's the next Captain America and the Winter Soldier? But she got this. And I, this is more to the idea she wanted to stay in that um, dramatic space or Stay in the cable TV space. So anyway, yeah, Annie Murphy's on a roll. She's really good. You know, Annie Murphy has a face that is built for any number of things. She's a great physical actor. She is very pleasing to look at. Um, yeah. You know? Th- uh, by the
0: way, that's another criticism I have. She kind of frumps herself up to be the, the Worcester wife. Yes. By the way, I don't think their boston area accents are that good. You know, going to Duncan to get a Karela, uh, but uh, <laughs> working at the Packy. But she she still looks a little too glamorous. You know, her hair looks nice and like Let's... compared to Jamie, Jamie Dembo, who plays, I guess her aunt and her coworker at yeah. the Packy, Yeah. She's great. She looks completely dumpy.
1: This is an avenue for frustration. You know, again, Valerie Armstrong, who who by the way wrote Lodge 49, which is a short-lived AMC show. So at least they're forced they're nurturing talent for a change. They're actually making sure people come back with material. Um you know, this this is a, say frustration of the sitcom form. It's 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 um, you know the maddening trend that Noah was talking about up front to team a mediocre white, uh, no white, that's me speaking Freudian, a mediocre male character with much more attractive class of actress to play their wife slash mothers again, based on what you said, Noah, the the sort of scold or the nag, the enabler. Um, you know, and here here's what's... I mean. More... He's
0: he's fucking pathetic. He can't do anything.
1: No, he can't. He's he an can't idiot. He Can't do anything. He he's like and, a stroke victim. Reveal... He needs to be fed with uh, a spoon.
0: And the dark things, as they reveal, like he's he's even worse than the sitcom indicates. You know, you see in the dark, like small spoiler, like he emptied out their savings and didn't tell her. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: so it's awful. I think this is the more important part. And again, this is the answer to say why are we talking about it? Maybe it's ahead of a of, of the wave, but I do feel like the worthiness that people are describing this. I then I asked my wife about this because we had a conversation after I watched a couple episodes, and I knew her um, her affinity for it. And um, you know, I, I wanted to say because I knew she was going to have a different reaction, and I was say, "Well, what? What do you say? Why were you interested? And then, how did it pay off if it did your interest?" You know, and she said, "There's, there's a lived-in experience which which women go through." Um, which obviously men men don't, and a lot of it is actually response to, to to male behavior. You want to talk about it that way? I think it's true, and that, that the small moments in this show and the change of tones, the small little psychological exchanges, what they do is they refer back to small aggressions and wounds of of living in a world where women are taught some combination of of of, of obedience. And absorbing blame and feeling like you're either responsible or you need to apologize for every small breath you take. And again, this this isn't something I can come out with. I'm I'm not trying to you know explain anything to anybody. This is this is some distillation of what my wife told me. And, you know, I'll be honest, I could watch a show like this and I'm going to take it in because I watch so many movies. I just watch entertainment and, and I could plug into it on a certain degree to get to feeling the little bits and pieces of it is is a different thing altogether. And some of it depends on my ability to plug into what they're saying rather than just have it wash over me as data, as behavior. And that's part of the experience that I don't think I could really plug into. Once it's explained to me, I can see it better, but I couldn't get that because I think it's a little bit like... um infrared or, or ultraviolet you know it's it's like a wavelength of light that I don't really see but once it's pointed out to me I certainly hmm. believe that, I believe that it's there and I do believe that this is why this show in hmm. particular is popular and why it was made you know but that that's a long pro I mean I think that's yeah I'm getting right. at something very general
0: the long process of life and and something we do on this show a lot is you know I I believe it even though I don't feel it I mean this is this is a A struggle of uh, politics now. One side is open to things that don't directly impact their lives, and the other side only cares about what directly impacts their lives. And if no one in my family has died of COVID, COVID's a hoax. Sorry, we're getting political. Uh, Yeah, so why is this popular? I mean, a lot of the same reasons you said. I think the most basic thing, if we want to get to it, is that is one attention grabbing title? Kevin can fuck oh, himself. Yeah, I mean, that was, that would I be, mean if yeah. if it had been called, you know, the Allison Show or something, I wouldn't have noticed it so much. But you know, Kevin can fuck himself. That title gets you. Got and a, lot, by the got way, a lot of ink, a
1: lot of headlines on blogs uh, right, beforehand and, because of it.
0: And it's it's not just the the curse word. It's also like the fact that they do take this direct shot at Kevin can wait, right? If you know anything about show and the show, and 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 if they called it, you know, if his name was Marty can fuck himself, it wouldn't have. Nearly, I mean, that's, I, I have to wonder if that's a debate. If someone's like, no, don't be that direct. I'm like, fuck it. We got to go for it. And I'm glad they did because it, it underlines the point, which I think is worthwhile. And that's, that's attention grabbing. Uh, there's an article by Jen Chaney in vulture, New York mags vulture. And the headline is welcome to mad girl summer. And it's playing upon some people have said, welcome to hot girl summer. You know, people are going to be fucking like rabbits this summer. Cause we're vaccinated and the world's ending, blah, blah, blah. But, um, they basically said there's so much art out there that's about mad girls, and examples they gave were Black Widow, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, and um, they gave an example of uh, Kevin can fuck himself, Alice and Kevin can fuck himself. They don't really go into it, but they base she basically makes this argument about you know a show about an angry woman, and some of the reasons you said you know women are mad. This started started a while ago, but it it it. It entered a new, more open phase with Me Too in, in the election of Trump. I've said it many times. If Trump had not been elected, I don't think Me Too would have broken out the way it did. Um and then it, the pandemic fueled that because women took the brunt of the pandemic, whether it was childcare, yeah, house yeah, care. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. What you know, again, men being man children and women have to clean up after them. And then, you know, the the, the meta thing, and this is a similar reason why we also got WandaVision, is is Media—I've said this a few times. Media has turned in on itself. The 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 suffusion of media, the fact that there's every show, every type of show, and you can access anything at any time for any reason. Uh, I think that means that media has had to eat itself. So we've been in a process, certainly in the 21st century, and it keeps accelerating of meta.
1: Allison, there's my girl. How are you? Hey, D. I'm I'm good. How are you? Ah, oh, yeah. Better than your Uncle Chuck with his back. They call it a slip disc. More like a trip down three flights of stairs. But what can you do, right? Physical therapy? Noah, tell me about you being a kid. Is there anything about Kevin can fuck himself that Noah would not fuck? I don't even know. That doesn't work. That doesn't work as a transition. Nothing, how do, nothing I, works. How nothing would you works, feel about it works. if you were a kid? Uh,
0: Well, let's, let's first say if I had watched this when I was a teen, right? I think I would not have liked it because you know, like I say that both the sitcom and the drama aren't giving me enough. And then the interesting conceit, the thing that say I'm very intrigued, which is going to keep me watching. I don't think that would have hit me as hard as a teen. I don't think it would have been enough for me to keep coming back. But I think in my 20s, I would have been even more intrigued. Because in college, I studied media studies and all those things, and I—I I was very into meta ideas. Yeah, there's a lot of form. Right? There's
1: a lot of form here. You're right.
0: You know, and in my twenties, when I was—I was, I was going to conquer the world of entertainment. By the time I was thirty, I, I threw eight thousand ideas at the wall, and seven thousand nine hundred ninety-eight of them I didn't see through. Uh, but but many of those ideas were 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 meta. I remember one idea I had um, after I saw the movie about Schmidt, the uh, the Alexander Payne movie about Schmidt, which I love, um, and. Yeah, this is, I mean, about Schmidt's kind of irrelevant to it but, it, but it gave me an idea. It starred Jack Nicholson. And I remember watching this and going, hey, how come no one's commenting how much this guy looks like Jack Nicholson? So, <laughs> right? So that gave me an idea for a movie. I mean, Jack Nicholson, any, any A-list star, basically a movie about a loser, and, and Jack Nicholson's character is a loser in this movie, a loser who looks uncannily like an A-list celebrity. And how that affects his or her life, right? So uh, Jack Nicholson, whatever. He goes through life. He's a total fuck-up. He's got no job. He's got no friends, whatever. And uh, But he looks just like Jack Nicholson. So so what does that mean? And what do people say to him? And is he sick of it? And how does he feel about Jack Nicholson? You know? And, of course, partly a joke that characters play by Jack Nicholson, right? Uh, so I had a lot of crazy ideas like that. I was very into that concept, being meta, playing with things, media turning in on itself, uh, in some ways, I was ahead of my time. I didn't just—I just didn't do much about it. So I think as much as the idea intrigues me now, it would intrigue me even more if I still had the mindset I had in my 20s. Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: Uh, you know, the, it looks much like my preconceived notion of what I thought of the show, which would have been maybe a little more superficial than what we got. I would have seen the sitcom trappings up front. Not that I was into multicam. But I would have seen the sitcom Trappington thinking, oh, well, at least we're going to get some conceit of humor in here. Uh, we're going to get some kind of outright jokes. And granted, I mean, when we're kids, the, I th- is it safe to say that the state of the art comedies were more funny? They were something about them. Were, they were gentler. They took the time, especially if it was a Cheers or a Frasier or a Seinfeld. Like, those things were funnier in some ways if they were shot in front of a live audience than, say, the Chuck Lorre stuff today. I don't think that, I don't think that's a real you know a bomb to throw out there in the world, but I wouldn't have got that from this. You know, the, I mean, even though this is, I, I still think you have to look at it as a satire. You know, it is a dark, dark satire. Um, that that kind of satire would have been a slog for me to get through as a kid because you know, uh, I mean, Alison's Journey, as as essayed by Annie Murphy, it's a real downer. You know, with with again little catharsis, yeah. and I know that uh, humor really sold me on this stuff. Not that I needed. Humor to get me through anything, but it certainly would have been um, a sugar, you know, a sugar-coated pill to help me take some medicine along the way. And since this show doesn't really have that, um, I think the, the the downer stuff would have been so. It would have been so heavily thematic. Maybe even in my twenties, uh, I might not have. St- certainly, when I'm thinking of the stuff I watched as a kid, probably not. It would have looked more like the adult shows. You know, I didn't watch Hill Street Blues. I didn't watch. Uh, what the hell else am I thinking of? Um, I don't know. Knott's Landing. Those are two different shows. Those are just, wow. Okay, so we need to get a credit report and fill out an application. And you paid off that student loan a while back, right? Why would I pay it back if you never went to college? Because you still used it. Yeah, to invest in Neil's hooters for butts business.
0: So, Bill, uh, is there any scenario in which the rise of Kevin can Genf- himself- I should. We should actually queue up an actual beep. Kevin could beep himself. Uh, is there any scenario in which the rise of the aforementioned program is a sign of the apocalypse?
1: Uh, I, I don't think so. This is this is another high-concept show. I mean, I think it is exactly a high-concept show, um, which is only possible. Th- th- this is, this is wait Again, I'm not saying it's apocalypse at all, but this is where I have this note, particular note written down. Um, it's only possible because TV and streaming have shaken out the the you know, the bag enough that all the other easy stuff has fallen out of it decades ago. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, like what this means is you go through a lot of the first pass, first blush shit. You know, you, you say, hey, what if there was a, you know, what if there was a guy in the uh, 1960s? Uh, you know, what if he was drunk and, and, and had a false identity? And, you know, you go through a lot of this stuff once you start showing non formatic TV. Um, in in a new environment where you can get away with risk taking and have all these different actors, non traditional actors from other backgrounds, to come in and be, you know, Annie Annie Murphy would not have had these. She would have been in a much different position professionally if this came out. I would say 15, 10, 15 years ago. But now she can be a lead right. on a show like this and have you know have an Emmy already under belt by the time she gets this. So you know, TV. Um, is allowing, or I say TV streaming, you guys know it's a, what do they call it, a metonym or something? I say TV. TV means anything shown. That's no, not... this
0: is still TV. I think they've officially declared this TV. I still remember, by the way, years ago at a public big quiz thing event asking what television program, blah, blah, blah. And the answer was Orange is the New Black. And some maniac yelled at me because it's not a television program. Right. And it is. It is That's what I'm using, I'm all these using TV, things have been officially classified. Yes. I'm
1: using TV yes. as a metonym for the, for this small thing. Anyway, yeah, this is, um, you know, you're, you're talking about a greater breadth of voices are allowed to design shows now as wouldn't have been before. Um, you know, whether it is like a Jenji Kohan who started this, you know, some of this uh, micro revolution in TV because she, she did kick out Orange is the New Black and she came out of um, weeds with that. And, you know, that was real sea change. But also, you know, is, I don't know if the apocalypse or the corollary to the apocalypse is that women are still a fraction of the, the you know, fraction of the amount of creators and showrunners. There are many more of them working in TV, um, you know, but of course, every single failure of a show run by um, either female creators, executive producers or showrunners stings more because that is a larger percentage of the mm-hmm. aggregate mass that fails. Yeah. And I think, you know, people can always, they still use this arithmetic that, Oh, you know, people don't want it because it's uh, because it's a woman showrunner, it's a woman thing. And it's like, well, no, there's fucking one of it. So if it fails, you could just, you know, glom all this blame onto it. That's not fair. That's what they do. Yeah. Oh, the woman
0: show failed, therefore nobody likes women's yeah. shows. Exactly. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's yeah. reinforcing your, your
1: prejudices. Yeah.
0: Uh, by the way, speaking of producers, two of the producers on the show are Rashida Jones.
1: Yes. She's yeah. you know,
0: an actress. And man, out here in San Francisco, she's all over billboards. She does ads for some glasses company. And then Will McCormick. You know who Will McCormick is?
1: Mm, no.
0: Will McCormick, Mr. Sopranos fan, played uh, Dr. Melfi's son on The Sopranos.
1: Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's one
0: of them. I think he and Rashida Jones are like a couple or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, producing partners, something like either that. Either way. Yeah, anyway, either way. I just I knew the name, and yeah, he's, he's Jason LaPena. On, uh, speaking of Peter Bogdanovich. Um yes, it's true. So no, she's not. Oh my god, she's with Rashida
1: Jones is with Ezra
0: Koenig? Fucking A. The guy from Vampire Weekend who went to my summer camp.
1: Yeah, great. Anyway, so something, what, something it, else it, to
0: it, be something else to be jealous is of. Is this sign the anyway, apocalypse or what? Uh no. Here is the only scenario I could think of which it's signed the apocalypse. And man, I wish I could think of an example household example. Actually, I'll get to my thing, the big quiz thing. My initial, if you remember, idea for the big quiz thing was to do a live quiz show with like comedians between the rounds. And I think we tried that twice and it just did not work. And I said, fuck it, I'm just going to do a quiz show. And I'm glad I did. And I wish I could think of other examples, but often when there's a hybrid thing, when there's two somewhat different things bolted together, after a little while, someone realizes one aspect's working the other aspect isn't. So they dump the aspect that isn't there's a there's an adage in business focus on what works. So if, you know I was sitting there going the comedians aren't working the quiz show is working fuck it just the quiz show right. So I'm afraid they will get to the end of the season they will realize uh, the 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 drama's not working but the sitcom's good. <laughs> So we will just get Kevin can fuck himself. The whole thing will be the multi-camera thing. The whole thing will be looking at Kevin's stupid fucking face and his loser friends acting like idiots. And yeah, maybe there'll be more focus on Annie from her point of view, but we'll just be left with a piece of shit sitcom. And I think that will be incredibly sad because it will mean this high concept thing got turned into one of the worst things that TV has to offer. I mean, even if they dump the sitcom thing and it's just about Annie in the, in the water down Breaking Bad, then we'll just have a bad drama. So... That the intrigue—I'm afraid—the intriguing element will be will be wiped away in favor of a mediocre show or a loathsomely bad show. I don't think that's likely. I think it's more likely they just give up on the show entirely. But if that happens, I think that's a sign that creativity has no chance in our world today, and that will be pretty, pretty horrifying.
1: You know how many people come into my salon every week thinking a perm will solve all their problems? I mean. Maybe you're insane. you not
0: alone. Bill, are you jealous at all of the success, the existence of uh, Kevin can fork
1: himself? Kevin can fjord, fjord himself? Um, no, I, 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 no. This is kind of an NA. There's, there's really nothing here that's going to make me jealous. But I, um, you know, I will say that, uh, you know, I, I, wondered what the, what the hubbub, what the chatter, what the scuttlebutt, Noah, the water cooler talk was on Shit's Creek for a while. And uh, I missed out on that. I wasn't going to watch it, but I still have to. I still have to admit to being uh, a little bit of FOMO about Schitt's Creek, especially Annie Murphy, because you know I'd seen. I look. I love Eugene Levy. I, I, everybody does. There's not anybody who doesn't love Eugene Levy, and I love um, Catherine Howard. They're incredible actors. I think they're just abs- absolutely. You know some of the founding comedians of our modern moment. They've been together since the mid mid seventies. They've done everything they've worked together. They worked apart. They've never been bad at anything they've done. They've made bad projects. Good. They've made good projects. Great. Um, and seeing that they brought in uh, Dan Levy and, and Andy Murphy as this sort of um, supporting cast of that show made me wonder, well, what is that all about? I want to know who these people are because that, that they were a lot of posters, a lot of taxi tops and what is it, bus station signs. And- it's it's it's
0: a great show and it goes down easy because each episode's a half hour. Yeah. So like, yeah. if I got nothing else I'm excited to watch and I'm at the gym, I'll watch an episode of Shits Crazy. And, and it's I, perfect.
1: I felt like having this as a delivery method for Andy Murphy uh, scratched a lot of the itch of wondering, well, what is she about? Because I do, as a fan of crap, as a fan of performers as a fan of people who are on the up and up uh, people get hot doing it the hard way through through due work uh, what is it due diligence hard work and uh, showing up in the right places I really want to know about Amy Murphy so no it's like the opposite of of, uh, the FOMO itch was scratched on that at least I get some hint of what she was doing so that's how I feel about it Uh,
0: yeah I mean I'm only jealous of the I mentioned my idea you know in my 20s I had a lot of crazy meta ideas like the you know, movie about a guy who looks like Jack Nicholson starring Jack Nicholson. So I'm only jealous in the sense that I didn't realize those ideas. I never, I never became that Hollywood guy who, you know, would push the meta envelope, which is one of the things I dreamed of for myself. It just didn't happen for a variety of reasons. Some of them my fault, some of them not my fault. Uh, so, yeah, I'm jealous because I didn't have this specific idea, but I could have had this idea i almost had this idea uh so <laughs> i had similar ideas you know put me in a writer's room with tv executives i might have come up with this idea so uh yeah that's it's a little bit of jealousy but 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 negligible amounts
1: no what about the telosian scale which is named telosian after of course scale. that's named after those big um, aliens from star trek from the from the cage that were right. able to project um okay let's uh, images I, into your I, minds I,
0: I thought another name is the Frozen Glacier Scale. Oh, the Frozen Glacier um, Scale. Oh, Frozen Scale. Do That's you know one. that I I, was th- I thought of Frozen Glacier and those who don't know is a it was like a premium ice cream brand from the 80s and they were sued by Hagen Das. That's what well, they fucking because, should have. Right. Because in both cases, it was like American premium ice cream brands just making up a bowl. Frozen Glass actually means something, I think, in Norwegian, like frozen delight or something. Uh, but Hagendas ha- means zero. And they made up those things. was
1: made in Queens by just some dude. In Queens? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But like the idea, like, hey, we'll sell fancy ice cream and, and it'll be fake Scandinavian. Fucking twerps. God damn it. Scan- Scandinavians yeah. are famous for their ice cream. Anyway, the Frozen Glass scale. All right. So here's where I put this, right? Uh, based on our past topics uh we we mentioned wandavision wandavision i think has to be the gold standard for the meta textual television program right sure yeah for the moment yeah Uh, but but way more ambitious way more thorny and i would at least so far way more successful so take wandavision right then let's take another show that you know played with genre what we do in the shadows, right? Okay. Which I think I referenced earlier. Yeah, yeah. So what we do in the shadows, I thought was very good, but WandaVision was better. So the difference between WandaVision and what we do in the shadows, subtract that same amount from what we do in the shadows. So, right? It's so like, they're it's all like above... A par- it's
1: like a factorial, like a parenthetical I, I guess. To...
0: There's some, you know, math fans let us know the better way to describe this. But they're all above the zero scale. They're all above the zero yes. level. Yes. Uh, so, so... Essentially, Wand division's pretty high up. What we do in the shadows is exactly, exactly to the proton, to the neutron, to the lepton, exactly <laughs> midway between Wand Division and and uh, Kevin can fuck himself. Right. So, so that's where it is. That's where. So, it so is. you
1: have you you will grant yourself a plus or minus of one gluon. One gluon, yeah. Right? Glue on. I haven't heard that word in a while. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gluon. I have. I have a. You know. I have almost like a dead on in this one for me at least. I um, was searching for it. I had to scroll through the long, hoary uh, scroll. Noah. the the tea stained uh, scroll that I, I rolled it on the ground and it went uh, into the next room as if it was like a, a codex of, of Greek laws. That we scriven all of our topics on. That is the official, by the way, the official. I don't get it. Log is this this hoary scroll that I keep here in my office. So I went down the list to something more more recent. I thought this reminded me a lot of "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," uh, and that's the okay. the uh, uh, Fiona Apple album that came out after new year's last i can't remember last it year it was very early in the pandemic yeah it was
0: made right before the pandemic but it came out like basically at the beginning right. of the pandemic and we a, saw it, it, it ended up being pandemic relevant yeah. it was about a year a I, ago. I remember it was warm when ago. it came out it we was, march. Were, it was yeah. march it was march
1: it was march okay yeah so you know uh festival cutters was uh, you know high concept it was laden it's, this is really the the operating uh, uh, assumption here it's based it's it's a it's laden with a ton of specific information um, from the, from a, 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 female or a female identifying experience. And again, having my wife to elaborate on these things was, was really helpful, I think, and that she could tell me something I can't see, you know, and again, my eyes, much like a dog's ears are not designed to pick up a whole, you know, there's things that happen in the world that are either beyond our sight and, or, or, or beyond our hearing. And I think that there's, I could watch this show and get it from, a, a lot of entertainment from it on very superficial levels, um, but I mean, there there is a depth or at least a texture to the um, unrelenting tide of personal sludge uh, that that you know that that Armstrong, the the the, the executive producer was putting out there, or the writers and that the actors are drawing into that Annie Murphy is. is finding in this thing I you know I can't get the catharsis from it but I can see my wife can get the catharsis from it. people again I think what we will wind up seeing in the weeks to come as this thing chugs on to eight episodes is you will see specifically what in particular the, the people are getting from this show and how it speaks to them you know who knows what future seasons or or you know a future conception of the show will be like but um I it do I do feel like knowing full well when we talked about Fiona Apple I said I'm gonna listen to this and I listened to the whole thing and I'm gonna Pay attention to the notes. I'm going to pay attention to the words she says, and I got what she was saying on a literal level. But there's something else about whatever she meant behind the scenes that I wasn't going to be able to dig into. So it reminded me a lot of that. Fetch the bolt cutters in this case.
0: All right, interesting. So you're not going to continue watching this? Is that your conclusion?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think it, right. it is difficult to do that right now, just because there is um, not that I don't have the time, but I just found it to be it was a hard watch, and I just it was it was uh, it earned. It earned what I watched so far, but it wasn't like a joyous propulsive thing to get me into seeing the next one, you know? Yeah, I mean? I'm just I'm really want to see where it goes. I yeah. real and and I'm
0: prepared to be disappointed. It's only 4 more episodes. So many things so dis- many
1: things to disappoint. I mean, what what Also, do you, what my do you
0: want? my my work is slow this this month, so, you know, I want things to watch. By the way, one more episode of Lupin. You got to watch We haven't done Lupin as a topic. I don't think it's big enough, but on Netflix, that's a good fucking show. You oh. want you want a good drama with a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, I mean
1: uh, Omar C. just got a, a write-up in The New Yorker last week. That guy's so. fucking great. He's good. Great actor. He's, He's good. Well, no, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do now. Uh, me being Bill Scurry, yes. I'm going to bring it home. Do that, please. That's how it's going to work. A, it's a Bill Scurry thing to do, it isn't is. it? It is. People know yeah. me by my pocket squares. And the you're papers. known
0: as— I bring it home. The, right. The, the, the pocket square bring it
1: home guy. So, I don't even know so how—, how that's, that's what they called you. How the— you know, I gotta, Now i got to print new business cards? Thanks. Fucking great. That's all I need in my life. I need this shit. Anyway, so you guys want to find past episodes of this show and past pocket squares on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at no one bill show at no one bill show. Write to us. No one bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on aggregators. That's how people find podcasts. Uh, I am on Twitter at William Scurry and uh I mean, come on, guys. I'm just, I'm out there. I'm charming. I'm clever. I just, I never stop. I'm always making lists. I'm doing all these weird things. I'm having fun. And Noah Tarna will tell you a little bit about what he's doing now. Yeah, I'm all about the Big Quiz Thing. Bigquizthing.com.
0: The finest in corporate and private trivia events. We are back to in-person events. Still doing virtual, so whatever... Whatever floats your trivia boat, we can provide. In fact, uh, we have a rare public event, still virtual, doing a fundraiser for City Harvest, one of New York City's premier uh, food charities for the less fortunate. Uh, Hosted by me, food and drink themed trivia spectacular. We got some great things on tap. Um, A friend of the show and sometime big quiz and contributing writer, Kevin Marr, he and I have been collaborating on this event, so really excellent uh, content on tap with some excellent prizes as well. So learn more at bigquisting.com, buy tickets. That's happening July 15th, uh, Thursday, July 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can figure out the other times if you're one of those other people. Uh, Bigquisting.com, learn about that. Learn about hiring us for your special private corporate trivia event. And yeah, we're on social media for what it's worth. Who cares?
1: You know what it's all about. All right, everybody, that'll keep you, that'll tie over those SOBs. Until next time, we We don't don't get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises
0: 2021.